Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Listen to These Nerds with Heroes of Pacific City. My name is Chris, and I will be running the game again tonight. So starting at the top of the channel and going downwards, we have for our players... Uh, hello, my name is Harry. I'll be playing as Gene Ondori, a.k.a. Station. Hi, I'm Joe, and I'm going to be playing Brandon Hart, otherwise known as Mr. Medium. Hi, I'm John. I'll be playing... Um... Epimethea, Cassandra, Delphi, all one character, three different names. Uh, hi, my name is Sam, and I'll be playing Casila, better known as Casila. And I'm Jonathan, and I'll be playing Evelyn Kinglet, a.k.a. the Pelicanetic. Last time we left off, our heroes did some investigations into the demons that had been appearing in Pacific City. After following up on a few leads, they ran into one demon named Ty, who was surprisingly talkative and non-hostile, uh, as well as easily intimidated. But after prying some information out of him through the use of hero sandwiches from Hal's, uh, our heroes learned about a homeless settlement named Rustport, which was apparently uh, being influenced and corrupted by demons. So... They decided to investigate, and it turns out that a group of demons had infiltrated Rustport and were converting the homeless population into demons. So, basically, after a frantic fight in which uh, the corrupted homeless were purged, two uh, sea serpent-like lieutenants were downed, and the perpetrator of the, all of these incidents, Virgal, was straight up killed by a series of decisive attacks uh, caused by our heroes, leaving them in the sewers just after the fight had ended with a strange green glowing orb that seemed to be what was causing the corruption of the homeless people in the first place. And that's where we're going to pick up once again. It is the aftermath of the battle. The stench of acid is hanging in the air from this a bubbling green liquid that has replaced the waters of the sewers, and the unconscious sea serpents are floating in it. Meanwhile, all of you are near the corpse of Virgil, which has been bisected vertically, and gore and intestines are all over the place, and amid the muck and the blood is that glowing green orb that... Whenever it was used by the demon, it seemed as though they were able to use it to corrupt the people that they had taken captive. So, what are all of you going to do? So Gene's kind of like going to go over to Vorgel's body and like look at it for a second. It's like, you know, it's weird that like the big guy stays here after he's like, you know, taken care of and the small ones just disappear. Like those weird ghost things and those imps we fought in the mall all kind of popped out of existence. But this guy's like still here. Feels weird, right? Like, they'd want to take back the big guys and leave the little ones behind? Uh, yeah, and, um, Carsonon's, yeah, eyeing the corpse definitely, you know, like, there's a, tr there's definitely a grimace in his tone, because if this was on, um, uh, the internet, it would have the not-safe-for-life tag, absolutely. But, Carsonon, um, yeah, I mean, we don't, again, we still don't know much about these things, and, uh... Like, are we really sure that the imps teleported back? Well, they certainly didn't remain here. And they certainly didn't... Uh, yeah. Leave behind so here. much viscera. <laughs> yeah, um... Let's just yeah, see and... they don't want to spend any more time in the score pile! Man, astrals are getting beat! Ugh. And Mr. Medium is just, like, holding his hand over his mask. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Medium, why don't you take the big ol' orb and I'll grab those seas? Dream's gonna go pick up the sea serpents. Okay. Um, so they are floating out in the middle of this acidic water. How do you get them? Oh, okay. Well, first things first, if it's like the like water's bubbling and clearly acidic, Mr. Medium's gonna like pick up a random like pipe and like dip it in the water and see if it comes back out. Uh, you dip it in the water. Uh, it's starting to corrode a little bit, but you think you might be able to use it for about a minute or two? Uh. Um, can Casila? Uh, use her uh, her power to remove the concept of acidity from the uh, from the water. You can tell you what you can make a roll if you'd like to. All right. 
Oh, just uh, uh, before we go further, uh, for the hero points, what did everyone just choose the uh, the bonuses? Hell I yeah. Oh, yeah. I got plus uh, four, plus baby. <laughs> I, took a, <laughs> I took a plus three and a plus one. Okay. If, if you ever if you ever see me not take just the biggest one I can just once, <laughs> just t tell me to leave. <laughs> um. Okay, so that's a d12, d8, and a uh, d8. And um, does this count as uh, channeling my principle of key, or um, um, is that just is that just for removing the spirits? from uh, pos uh, possessed people. Could you read off your description of the principle of key? Yeah. Um, you have an affinity to, uh, to or love of key. Uh, you can interact with that key with ease. I'm going to say not for this circumstance. Yeah. Because with the other people, it's almost like you were... At, basically, they had key of their own in the sense of their kind of life force, and you were interacting with that. All right. That makes sense. Uh, then it's just the... And then the middle dice is a eight. So just a straight eight, I guess. It's the middle dice and there's no bonuses to this. So. All right. I believe that's a success with no twists or anything like that. That is correct. Okay. So you slash uh, th uh, through the acid and then... It's continuing to bubble, and it still looks like the contents of a witch's cauldron, but, um, Mr. Medium, you dip the pipe back in, and this time, like, it comes out green gloopy, but it completely, like, intact, save the bits where it had already melted. All right. <laughs> Mr. Medium is going to get in the water, uh, okay. and begin wading through it, despite the fact that he is actively disgusted by it. <laughs> okay, you, uh... You tentatively put your foot in, uh, take it back out, and you don't feel blinding pain. So, yeah, you think that's okay. So, yeah, then you just go in up to your waist, wade over, and uh, soon enough you've dragged the serpents uh, back onto dry ground. And the entire lower half of your body is covered in what looks like the contents of a glow stick. Nice pants! Thankfully, my outfit's more, a little bit more magic than tailored! Hey, uh, Epimethea, do you want to handle this, or do you think I should probably try and pick up this uh, orb thing with Ki first, just to see if there's any, like, you know, weird effects it might have? Mm. I believe I will uh, be the safest one to take it, and yeah, the robot will reach out and pick it up, because that, that ain't her hand. That's a robot <laughs> hand. No direct contact. Smart. Mm. So yeah, you uh, pick it up and, you know, hold it up in front of your visor and it's like you know your scanner starts analyzing it like but basically what is coming over your indicator are a whole bunch of question marks uh this thing swirling in front of your screen you have no idea what this thing is or what kind of properties it has uh is it radiating like energy of a type like um, it looks, basically, it is like green light is coming out of it, and there seems to be sort of like this greenish mist that is gently wafting off of it before dissipating into the air. <laughs> and also, like, the closer you get to it, the more any of you, if you get close to it, you just feel a definite sense that there is something innately wrong with this thing. <laughs> it's the orb like, that should not be. <laughs> like, maybe not evil, but it's just, you don't like it. Like, in the same way that, uh, in the same way that animals naturally recognize predators or something that's wrong. Isila will sort of, like, point the sword at it and say, like, uh, I think we should destroy it. Well, Nothing. that could cause things to get worse. Considering what we saw that frog do with all the stuff coming out of it, I don't know if cutting it open is going to unleash a bunch of those ghost things out into the wild and I don't really I don't want to have to track those things down. So until we have a better idea of what it is, let's not go smashy-smashy. That's true. I think we should go to somewhere that we do not care about the place and then destroy it. <laughs> uh, perhaps we should seek counsel from a wizard. Capital and idea. A, <laughs> yeah, and at this, Carson. Yeah, you mentioned this uh, dude you met, uh, Brian the Beyonder. Yeah, he's real chill. It seemed like he'd be willing to help us. And, mm -hmm. uh... 
Well, well, let's find out. So, as I'm assuming that, like, now that we have the serpent and the, um, the orb, once, like, they get cell phone connection, Gene is going to yeah. attempt to, uh, call Brian on his cell, on the cell phone number he was provided. Okay, so you guys, um, yeah, begin heading towards the entrance of the sewer as you, uh, go on the line, and so, brr, brr, and then, Greetings! It is I, Brian the Beyonder! I wait just a half second to check to see if this is his voicemail, and then when it is, it's like, uh, hey, Brian, or Mr. Letterman, uh, this is Sation from Torch. We met, uh, last night. Oh, yes, I do recall. Listen, we've stumbled across something that, well, we don't know what it is, but we know it's magical in nature. Could you potentially take a look at it for us? We don't know what this is, and we kind of don't want to mess with it until we got a better idea. Do you believe it could be dangerous? I look over at the orb and, like, the sheer dread aura it's emanating from, and I go, yes. Feels bad, man. (laughs) I see. Well, then, for the sake of safety, it would be a good idea, I suppose, for you to bring it by my residence. There I can properly analyze it and see what kind of fell enchantments it may possess. Are you sure we don't want to do this outside your house? I'd, I'd hate for something to happen to your, like, home. That is a considerate offer you make. However, I have warded my sanctum very well in ca- for events such as this. I have many cursed items in my house, and I can assure you that none of them are at risk of harming myself or my family. All right. <laughs> I will send my wife to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why the sanctum's in the basement. It doesn't have to be upstairs. Mm. All right. Um, okay. We might have to take a uh, whole lot of second. I, I like put the phone down and covered up with my hand. I'm like, hey, do we want to drag those like snake things with us to his house? Or do we just want to take the orb? Mr. Medium is just holding the snake. is dragging the snakes out of the water. Okay. Just shrugging. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we should leave him here either way. Casilla will like cup her hand over her mouth and like looking and goes, can we stop for food on the way? All right, so that's food, no, not here, uh, I guess. By the way, Brian, he brings the phone back up to his thing. By the way, Brian, yes. we may have encountered some of the creatures from the uh, the dimensional tear from a few days ago. Ooh. We have a couple of them here that are knocked out. Uh, we're kind of hoping to get some answers about them, about how this whole thing went down. I don't suppose your room, uh, your house has room for them as well, yeah? I actually have a means of containing fell creatures. Um, I have used it to seal away several evil spirits in the past, but only one of them has ever gotten out. Well, how many Uh, did you put in there? Quite a few, and the one that got out was of negligible danger. Uh, are we just going to get there and it's just a bunch of door-to-door salesmen being like, please, I, I'm not an evil spirit. I just wanted to feed my family. I, I was just Look, I know it's a multi-level marketing scheme, but that doesn't make me an evil ghost. <laughs> it just looks like it's inspired with like spirit water on it. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll, we'll bring him by there as well. Uh, Excellent! We'll see you in, I don't know, 15 minutes? That sounds like an excellent idea. One moment. And then uh, you hear him sort of off uh, off the phone. Honey, gather the children together. I am buying you all tickets for the movies. And then, uh, yeah, back to the phone. <laughs> all right. I shall see you all shortly. All right. See you soon, Brian. And then and... Gene will hang up and he's like, yeah, so uh, I guess we'll make our way over then. <laughs> Could we have asked him what he wanted for lunch? You know what? Let's you and me figure that out. Everybody else can make their way over there. We'll bring something for the whole. Uh, we'll bring something for the whole uh, crowd. Sound good? No, no, it is understandable. He will probably be disappointed. Uh, as... There's still a lot of people here. Um... As we... you guys are talking about this, and as you say this, Pelicanetic, uh, all of you hear footsteps from down the tunnel. Uh, it sounds like they're coming in your direction. That they're running fast. <coughs> And uh, you hear a voice. So, all right, you sons of bitches, guess what? Here comes your worst night! And then the figure races around the corner and sees all of you, and they kind of just stop dead in their tracks. Oh, 
Uh, guess the fight's over already, huh? Yeah, we, uh... What does this person look like? Now, the person standing in front of you, um, they were actually with the homeless people who were captured. So, this person seems to be pretty young, like, maybe about their mid-twenties or so. Uh, fairly tall, muscular, um, like, uh, their head, uh, shaved on the sides, maybe a bit longer on the top. Um, they, like, seem pretty, like, their clothes are a bit mussed up, a bit dirty, like, they haven't changed in some time, but their aesthetic is pretty punk rock, all things considered. Like, they've got a septum piercing and, like, a, uh, four cheekbone piercings that look like little, like, silver spikes almost, and six more of these on their eyebrows, three for each eyebrow. They've also got tattoos on, uh, their... Uh, basically, like, you can see tattoos uh, beneath their tank top and their uh, black uh, punk rock leather jacket. And they've also got mascara around their eyes. And this person has, in one hand, a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. And they're looking between all of you and just, All right, well, I guess you guys kind of beat me to the punch on this one, huh? Yeah, well, I thought that counts. Uh Thanks for the uh, potential assist. Uh, yeah, they aren't responding. Um, this person is looking between all of you. Like, there is a moment of recognition as something clicks for them. I remember all you guys. A while back, and they point at themselves, I used to run with the True Eye and Devils. And I remember oh. all you guys. I, w- I was there that night at the diner when all oh, shit geez. broke out between us and the Collective. And they point directly at you, Station. And they begin taking steps towards you. And you? I couldn't forget you if I tried. You saved my fucking life that night. I was gonna bleed out, and you ran me to the hospital as fast as you could, and if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. And they stick their hand out. I owe you my life, man. (laughs) And, like, with this, Gene, like, clearly looks, like, a little bashful. Like, he's doing the, like, the head behind his hand thing. He's like, (laughs) I... I mean, you know, just doing my job. I can't exactly call myself a superhero if I just let someone out in trouble like that. No, hey, one person to another. No, you're for real. So, uh, what's your deal? You got a new lease on life and now you're running around the sewers? Uh, kinda. Uh, basically, since the... I, I, uh, staying in the hospital, I kind of reconsidered my options and, you know, near-death experience will do that to you. I figured... I could use a change of pace, and then, as if by sheer coincidence, the Trine Devils kind of collapsed after uh, you guys put uh, percent uh, behind bars. Then, uh, since then, I mean, I didn't really have anywhere else to go. Been trying to figure shit out, um, but I figured might as well uh, hang out with some folks who could use the help, some help, because. And they jerked their thumb back the way they came, back at presumably the direction of, like, the homeless, uh, like, you know, uh, back towards Restport. Those folks don't have a lot of people looking out for them. I figured, you know, might as well have somebody who knows how to swing a bat nearby just in case. Yeah, good call. Uh, uh, and and they look sorry around... Sorry you got the, mixed up in, uh, all this. Eh, not your fault. Uh, it was the worker, and they look past you, uh, Mr. Medium, at the, uh, yeah, at the Devils and, um, like, the sea serpents, and they're like, yeah, I mean, nothing you need to apologize about. Those, I mean, it's those things' fault. Um, also, any of you know what the fuck's going on in the city right now? What do you mean? Well, uh, you know, portals opening up, demons coming through, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people in this part of town just get waylaid by... People offering burgers. Next thing they know, they're getting weird green spirit things shoved into them. Uh, we're trying to figure that out, but it's uh. sort of slow going because you know this is not exactly your average Tuesday. Uh, you're, you're telling me this actually thought... is my average Tuesday. I've only been here four days now. <laughs> How would you know, though? You haven't been here an entire week. Well, this is the only Tuesday that technically I have been a part of, which makes it the average Tuesday. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, um, I don't know what's going to happen from here. Just letting you folks know, like, uh, 
if anything brings you over this way and you need a hand with whatever, I got you back. No, it's appreciated. Always no nice worries. to have uh, people looking out for each other. Yeah. Name's Lee. Lee Caruso. Hmm. Uh, say shit, though I suppose you probably already knew that. Sila. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, like Student I imagine. Student of Grandmaster Yeshi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine that, Kasila, you're kind of in between um, Seishin and Lee as you say this, and Lee just kind of looks at you. Cool. All right. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I'll leave you folks to it, but um, I mean, we owe you one. Again. All right, well, uh, yeah, don't be a stranger. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> we should probably uh, get going to where we were planning on dealing with uh, these and it kind of cool. points behind his shoulder to the uh, the serpents. Yeah. Uh, come on. Uh, let's uh, get you folks out of here and on your way. And so with that, uh, Lee begins heading back towards the entrance of the sewers. And shortly after, uh, yeah, they see you off, uh, you know, uh, as you guys walk through Rustport. Mm. But it's as you begin making your way through the encampment that... Um, Epimethea, you get a message from Nat. Uh, basically, it's coming through on your comm. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, she'll answer. Uh, yes, Nat? Ah, um... Epimethea, in regards to the strange little demon that you met earlier, you put a tracking device upon him. I have coordinated his position. He should be within roughly 100 feet of your current location. Oh. Well, thank you. And you look around, like, scanning the crowd, Epimethea, and, like, you see that as you guys are walking amid the homeless people. A lot of them are just, like, looking over each other because they've just been through a hell of an ordeal, and, like, uh, they're just trying to um, regain themselves, uh, you know, talk to their friends, neighbors, stuff like that. And among the crowd, you see uh, the human, like, Kai, in his human... Uh, guys, looking at all of you and the sea serpents you're dragging behind you with pure, undisguised horror, as if his entire world is collapsing around him. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> we have destroyed the hierarchy that he used so for so long. What's the problem? And uh, he sees that you see him, and he kind of looks around. Ah! <laughs> and he just, uh, yeah, he just Puts his hands up to his forehead, uh, yeah, like fingers digging into his hairline. Oh gosh, oh gosh, you guys caught them. Oh, wait, what did you do to Virgil? I dissected him. Oh, and then he, yeah, he is looking more panicked by the second. Oh my god, oh my god, I can never report back to the chorus now. If they knew that my commanding officer got killed and I wasn't there to help him. Oh God! And then you all hear a voices. Yes, that's right. And you see that one of the serpents is slowly coming around, raising their head to point in Ty's direction. You fucked up, Ty. And guess what? Because you weren't here to help us. If you report back to the chorus without us, you know what awaits you. Elf. Give me your life, boy! I'm gonna pile drive this worm, if that's cool. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> and then you pile drive the worm back into the ground with a heavy thud, and they immediately fall back unconscious. Seisha's just gonna look over at Mr. Medium and go, Thank you, I was going to do that myself, but you beat me with a punch. <laughs> you are so cool. But... Meanwhile, Ty has collapsed to his knees, and it looks like he's on the verge of tears. Oh god, oh god, oh god. Everything is going sideways in the worst way possible! If it makes you feel better, little one, I can bring you back to where we killed Virgil, and then kill you there. And then everybody will think that you died with your boss. <laughs> Jada's gonna, like, grab Priscilla and be like, yeah, like, just be like, hey, Ty, hold on, take a few deep breaths, alright? Just calm down for a second. Yeah, um, as he's taking deep breaths. Okay, listen, yes, the things have happened. We did find them. But if it's any consolation, it wasn't because of you. 
We found them because of other things that might have been going on. Uh, okay, so you're saying that uh, it wasn't entirely my fault? Not yes. entirely, but you did put us on the right track, so thank you. <laughs> so at this, Kiai is going to pop out of the back of, like, Gene, float up to Kasila, and he's going to just point, uh, like, literally poke a finger into one of your shoulders. And it doesn't hurt or anything, but all of a sudden you just hear, like, Sation's voice go, Kasila, please! Kasila's just, like, standing there in the back, and she's got, like, a massive smile on. Like, she's, like, like, you know Squirrel Girl from Marvel, like, comics? She's just looking like that with, like, two thumbs up, just being like, yeah! Hey, buddy! Completely clueless and well Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's like, Kasila, could you just... Just let me talk to him for a few seconds, and if you couldn't interject, that'd be just phenomenal. Could you be just less, Casilla? <laughs> just, just give me a few minutes, would you? And with that, like, that's all. So that was all, like, the voice of Seishin in your head. And yeah, then yeah, no. Ki removes the finger and floats back and sort of, like, recomports back into Gene's body. Okay. Now, Ty, this is going to seem really yeah. weird, but after all of this, do you have anywhere else that you can go to? in terms of and support or anything like that. He thinks for a moment, eyes darting back and forth, and he just looks up at you and shakes his head. I don't know where uh, the other lieutenants are. And even if I did, if I told them about what happened, they'd kill me for incompetence. Okay. Well, I don't Look. want to be rude, but you kind of... You were eating sandwiches, kid. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, his head just plummets downward, chin to his chest, in that in a look of just, you know, um, yeah. Gene at this point is just going to turn around and be like, "Oh my God, can you people please stop yeah. making someone feel worse than they already do?" I yeah, think they um, were actually hamburgers, Mister Media. I'm just gonna go take these guys. You wanna deal with this? And at this, uh, Carson, on tell you what. How about I have a word with the kid? Maybe um, I could talk a bit of sense to him. All right, I'll I'll leave it up to you. We should probably get going anyways, especially if we're going to pick up food. All right. And so with that, um, you guys head off while Carson on uh, crouches down into a bit of a squat. And uh, you see, um, as you look back, you see uh, Ty slowly lift his head off to listen as Carson is talking to him. Carsonon puts the chair backwards and sits in it. So your commanding officer just got murdered. Mm. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, um, who would like to take uh, the reins for what happens next? Uh, just assume that uh, me and Kasila, we say basically, um, we'll go pick up some food, you know, uh, so that everyone can have something to eat. Um, mm. Epimethea, and then, like, on comms, I'll be like, um, Cass, I'll send the, your share to the base so you can have some later. Yeah. And um, then, yeah, just if you guys want to continue on to um, Brian's house, and we'll meet you guys there. <laughs> All right. So, you guys, after doing some preparations, make your way to Brian and the Beyonder's house. And uh, the five of you show up with two demons in tow and some food. And you knock and on the, the front. orb. Hmm. And the orb. So, uh, yeah. Um, basically, um, you see that there are a couple of older women in like their mid 60s or so that are speed walking down the sidewalk. Uh, they kind of see you and then they just turn and walk, go to the opposite side of the street. Uh, but anyway, um, you head up to the front door and with a quick knock, knock, knock. And then shortly after, the door opens, and yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know Brian, there is a very blue wizard uh, watching all of you. Oh, I see that you have brought some more of your teammates, I am assuming. Uh, are we assuming that, uh, like, Gene and, uh, or Seishin and Kasila are here as well? Yep, that's, uh, that's the idea. All right, so yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, sorry the introductions, but I'm sure you know uh, Epimethea and Mr. Medium. Mm. You might have seen his commercials. Don't mention the commercials. Why not? Those commercials are quite enjoyable. You know, I've never done a hold on a wizard before. <laughs> Mr. Medium, Don't mention the commercials. Wrong. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, like I said, and, um... 
So yeah, this is Epimethea, Mr. Medium, and this is Casila, who's uh, our newest member. Casila ah. will take out a burrito from a bag and just like, boom, straight in your hand. I okay. got lunch. Um, Casila and I have met, and oh, this is quite appreciated. Thank you. I know Please, you, my... wizard man. You speak very loudly. I like you. <laughs> and then say she goes, yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you mean you two have met? Yes, I know him. He I helped know... <laughs> me defeat the Belletana. Yes, uh, we were involved in an incident, and then I believe she left with my friend Vinny, who then introduced her to all of you. Oh, so that's how everything... Right. Oh, yeah, and also... um. Kind of hard to see behind all of us, but, you know, Gene parts a little bit. Uh, and this is the Pelicanetic, also a new, uh, newer team member. Ooh! Uh, hi. You can tell that Evelyn is, like, tired a little bit, but this is only the third weirdest thing that's happened today, so... <laughs> yeah. Well, let us not stand about on ceremony. Please, come inside with your various procurements and these... Oh my goodness, look at the size of these things! I, I did warn you about the space thing, but you sounded like you could handle it. I can indeed. This is merely a surprise, not an impediment. And so, um, you guys transport the two sea serpents down uh, into his house, one at a time because the doorway is only so wide. And uh, yeah, soon enough, you've got them coiled up unconscious in his basement. And uh, yeah, he arranges them in this very large circle... Uh, that seems to be like a runic circle, and he has a... Uh, well, he seems to be digging through a chest. Let's see, what can I use as a container for these? Oh, perfect! And uh, he takes out a, a rod that seems to... It resembles kind of like the Caduceus symbol with two serpents kind of winding around the staff. There are no wings on it, though, and it seems to be made of sort of like this brass material, and there are what appear to be rubies... Uh, set into where the eye sockets should be. And so he begins casting a ritual and magic sort of um, is to describe it the runic circle that the serpents are in begin to glow with red light as he begins sh chanting words and the lights in here begin to flicker in and dim as candles that are all around the room begin lighting up one after another. There is the sound of whooshing wind as the serpents suddenly wake up and in seconds, they are dragged, screaming and hissing, into the brass statuette. And then without... They are gone. And, uh, yeah, the statuette just begins going, What is going on? Release us! And whenever one of the things talks, uh, the rubies sort of light up and pulse with light um, in time with every word and syllable that they say. Oh, good. We can still talk to them. That's handy. We might have to do that later. Yes, I thought that that might be important. So, um, as for this, I can keep it contained here to ensure that they do not threaten anybody else. Or, if you have faith in your own abilities, you are welcome to take this with you. I mean, the base is secure, but it's not really magically secure. You said you had wards on this sanctuary of yours, yes? That is correct! Might be better then that it remains here, since the things that might be coming after, since if something is going to be coming after them, it'll probably be magical in nature, and uh, we don't have the best defense against that. Hmm. All right then, I shall keep it here for the time being! And yeah, as he takes it over a shelf, you can still hear, um, Foolish humans, if you do not release us now! And he puts it on a shelf, and he sort of like traces a rune in the air, and then mid-sentence, um, like, you, none of you hear anything. It's like it's on mute, but the gemstones in the eyes are still lighting up. All right. Now then, you said that there was something else that you wished to show me. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Medium points to the glowing orb. The glowing dread orb? Yeah, speaking of, can, I don't think Epimethea can actually fit inside Brian's house. Um... Yeah, uh, about that, um, You gotta stoop. Um, I will say that, uh, he took out his- Um, hmm, let's rewind just a bit. When he sees that you can't get inside his house, Hmm, this may be a problem. Do you have a, uh, cell phone that you could use? Mr. Meehan pulls out his cell phone and hands it to Ryan. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he was referring to Epimethea when he asked if she had oh. a phone that she could use. Yeah, can the just... giant robot just sit in the driveway and FaceTime the rest of us? Hey, uh, can't you just, like, make your house, like, taller? I have done that in the past, but it has done a... <clears throat> Basically, it really plays with the property values, and the city doesn't let you forget that. Oh, of course, the HOA, I forgot. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of shit for it at the Homeowners Association! Mm. Uh, I mean, we could, Epimethea, you could also just return back to base. That way you can, um, check in with Nat, uh, check in with Control and see, uh, how they're coming along with the, um, that orb repair. And yes, also, I mean... you know, stay in contact with us. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Epimethea will hold out the orb to Brian. Is this safe for anyone else to handle? And Brian um, conjures up a pair of glowing blue telekinetic hands that take the orb, and he begins examining it carefully. I sense fell energies coming off of this. This is not of our realm. I can sense that it is an item of great power. I shall have to examine this closely if it is connected to the demons that have been appearing in our city. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Is there anything that we should know about it immediately, or is this going to take time? It is good that you decided to keep this away from other people. I do not know if it could be dangerous, but it is best that we err on the side of caution. As for other properties it possesses, as I said, I shall study this further while you continue repairing my device. And should I learn anything important, I shall let you know as soon as possible. Alright, well, uh, you're just hoping that, uh, we managed to get something out of it. Indeed! Well then, thank you for the demons that I have bound into that totem, this orb that I shall study, and the burrito! It was delicious! Oh, actually, while you're studying that, do you mind if we borrow that staff for maybe, like, one or two days? Figure we might be able to ask some questions and maybe get some answers out of them. And so with that, um, yeah, you do a trade-off, he takes the orb, and he gives you the totem. I got a, I got a question for you. Yes! So, let's say, in regards to these demons, are there... Do you think one of them could, uh, live as a human? L live as a human? How do you say that? We let's just say that we found some evidence of, uh, not just, uh, not just a guy who acts like uh, a, a human, but one who might be a good fit to live in the human world. Yeah, we met a member, a, a well, self-proclaimed member of the chorus, but they weren't nearly as aggressive or, well, dickish as uh, the rest of them. Kind of. Did uh, they seem to have any, um, any malicious qualities at all? I mean, not exactly the best in a fight. Seems to crumple under pressure, but beyond that, he didn't just try to kill us immediately, which is pretty much better than everybody else we've met from the chorus. Then, uh, it may be... Hmm. I may have to learn a bit more about them. Maybe speak to them personally, but I believe that uh, at the moment there are many things that are possible, so let's not rule that out just yet. Alright, well, uh, we'll keep you posted. <laughs> Alright! Well then, I wish you all the best of fortune! I have an orb to study! Man does love his orbs. <laughs> and, yeah, so with that, you guys have uh, made some progress by turning to your wizard contact. What are you gonna do now? So, did uh... we confirm... So, so the, 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 the demon that turned into a human... Hmm. Like, we didn't actually confirm that that was Ty, right? Yeah, the per the footprints that you found, um, Mr. Medium, yeah. you're not... Yeah, um, given that you saw his demon form, that seemed to be pretty humanoid, and also comparing that to the sheer size of these enormous footprints left behind in the turf, you're pretty sure it wasn't Ty. Interesting, so... So there's another demon running around that looks human. So. 
Yeah. Keep, keep being aware of. Okay. Well, there is also you're... one other thing in that the snakes mentioned lieutenants, or yeah. Ty actually mentioned, sorry, lieutenants, not lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Medium's gonna go back to the, to the, that scene and start, like, he, he never got a chance to go into that place that was across from where the footprints were. So, he's huh. gonna go check that out. Okay. Oh, like check the the security footage or ask people if they see saw if they have security anything. footage or yeah, ask the people who work there if they saw anything. Okay. Uh, you're welcome to do that. Is anybody else gonna do anything? Um, I'm probably going to attempt to try and suss out some answers from the two snake lieutenants. They okay. seem to be reasonably knowledgeable about what's going on, and if hmm. I can somehow like, and the idea is that Sheen kind of figures that these guys have a big head about them. So he's basically going to attempt to antagonize them into spilling information. Hmm. Okay. Anybody else have any kind of specific plans? Uh, I mean, Cassandra's gonna go and see how, uh, like, how, uh, Nat's doing with that, um, uh, with the magic detector thing, because sure. clearly, uh, the, the suit sensors are not up to the task of un and understanding this magical shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you are dealing with an entirely different branch of science here. If it even can be called science. Yep. And, alright. Uh, Pelicanetic, Sila, either of you have any sorts of plans, or are you gonna let other folks kind of do their thing and think about something in the meantime? Uh, I'll let people do their thing. Okay. Uh, so... Yeah. I'm going to drag Kasila along for the interrogation, because very sure. clearly there is some degree of, like, okay... This is how we talk to people that are going through an emotional crisis training that Kasila needs to have. Mm. But for now, first, snakes. <laughs> All right. And, uh, Jonathan, anything for you? Um, I think... I think at this point, uh, you know, Evelyn is, like... She's not really sure how she fits mm. into all of this, like... You know, she, she knows a bit about spirits and ghosts, but she's not really an expert. All this extra dimensional stuff is just kind of like way beyond her. And to be honest, mm. it's a little frustrating. Um, so I think she's just going to go back to the base and like kind of be on retainer. Like if anyone needs me, I'm going to be here doing my own thing. I've got my own little cool. research thing to work on. But, um, you know, call me. Yep. All right. So um, with that, uh, why don't we go to Joey first? So Mr. Medium. You decide to head back to the park once again because you were digging around a bit and there are those footprints there, but uh, yeah. Uh, now you're thinking about investigating a bit, asking around, see if people maybe have security footage or some idea of where this guy has headed off to. Yep. So, so what, was, um, what, was the, what was the place right behind, right on the opposite side again? I don't remember what style. Um, All I remember was that it was closed. I believe it was a coffee shop, and the reason that you couldn't ask them about it is because it was pretty late at night when you were learning about it, and, you know, coffee shops are only open until a certain hour. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, tell you what, why don't you guys give me the name of a fictional coffee house in Pacific City? The Jelly Bean. Yeah, they sell, they sell artisanal uh, pamper and jelly and coffee. Mm -hmm. And coffee jelly, of course. Yeah, uh, it's very hipstery. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, you head inside, and so the fellow behind the counter, uh, who's got, uh, like, a ton of tattoos and, like, this, uh, very, uh, thick beard sees you, and so, hello there, welcome to Jelly Bean. Can I interest you in one of our customary uh, traditional sandwiches or perhaps uh, some coffee jelly or jelly coffee. Um, look, I don't know what to think I'm here for. What I'm actually here for is information. Hmm. Let's see. It's uh, not a brand of coffee we sell, sir. Mm-hmm. I believe we sold out of that yesterday. Okay, buddy. I'll take whatever the best thing you got is, but also, I'm gonna, I need to know if you, you, or if anybody here saw anything suspicious during the attack. The best thing we have. 
I know exactly what that is. And so with that, um, he reaches down below the counter, takes out like a bag of coffee beans. He opens it up and like golden light pours out from inside like the suitcase from Pulp Fiction. And he just draws in a deep, deep breath. Ah, since you are ordering this, sir, I will be happy to help you with whatever questions you have. So um, as he begins to brew you this coffee, which takes the better part of about like 15 minutes and it incorporates maybe 30 other ingredients um yeah so what sort of questions are you gonna ask him uh essentially <clears throat> what like uh, essentially what did like did, did he was he here yesterday if so did he see anything um do you guys have security footage can i see the security footage hmm well for security footage i believe that hmm our cameras have been inoperable for a short time now. We're currently getting them repaired, but I was around when those demons attacked. And I did see something interesting. In fact, I actually uh, put it on my Instagram here. And so he takes his phone out and it's an Instagram video of all the chaos going on. And he's recording it from the safety of the coffee shop. And oh my, oh yes, yes, that's a car flying through the air. Oh yes, that's a fireball. Hmm. It is, it's really a shame what's happening to our community these days. And then, uh, yeah, you see this large sort of like demon that's maybe about 10 feet tall, uh, like five feet wide at the shoulders, uh, built basically like, um, basically this mammoth of a demon with enormous curving bullhorns and chitinous ebony spikes all over him, basically charging down the road. Footsteps shaking uh, the camera's, uh, you know, the camera on his cell phone as it charges down the street. Uh, but as it continues running, um, like, it's going out of the park and you see it slowly shrinking Joey and the camera turns to follow him. And sure enough, it seems to be this pretty bullishly set man uh, completely nude, but he is running through the chaos, and he immediately looks around for a moment, then runs off into a side alley. But, uh, he shows you this, and so, hmm, so far I've got a good amount of comments on this. <clears throat> so, uh, having, so Mr. Medium is, like, gonna bring the coffee to his lips, because he mm. did order it. Yes. Uh, how, does it, how does it taste? Um, you taste it, and for a moment, time and space cease to exist and it feels as though you have reached a state of perfection and fulfillment as was always ordained by the universe i'm gonna be honest with you pal yes. when i walked in here you fed me that mumbo jumbo about uh, your artisanal bs i wanted to smash you through a table have you but tried the artisanal coffee, bs but this cup of coffee Transcendently good! So let you have this time. What's the guy's name? What does the uh, name tag say? Liam. Let you off, Liam, because you make a damn good cup of joe. Uh, and I'm also gonna follow you on Instagram! Which you should know <laughs> is one of the greatest honors you could have! And, he's, mm. and Mr. Medium pulls out his phone, his yep. tiny phone in his massive hand, and just like. <laughs> is that the, like the torches Instagram? No, it's Mr. Medium's Instagram. Ah, I see. Yeah. He he puts his hands together, closes his eyes, smiling, and bows respectfully to you. Mr. Medium but, is gonna let. Uh, I, once again, Mr. Medium is gonna let him off. Mm -hmm. But uh, the back of his mind, he's like, I'll drive that guy. But goddamn it, <laughs> Mr. Medium is having an eternal. Mr. Medium is having an eternal struggle. But with the, he's gonna take his really good coffee and leave. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you head out, uh, sipping it, and you don't quite go back to fulfillment, but yeah, you still feel like, um, in the few seconds of every sip, just the feeling that everything in life is completely okay, you have every and that everything's gonna be just fine. That first I mean, that's hey. just coffee in general, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, someone who drinks coffee, and uh, it's good enough coffee, you can, you can chase can that this. dragon. So, um, you, yeah, pull out your phone on the, and you go to that Instagram story he posted, and sure enough, there's the video. You pause it at one point, and you do see 
a rough image of the guy because he is running, you know, naked through the streets, uh, lower half obscured by the cars around him, but you do have an idea of what the guy might look like. Alright, well, I'm gonna send that to Nat, and, mm. uh, and with a please zoom and enhance for me. Mm. Uh, and yeah, with that, Mr. Medium's gonna go, we're gonna head back to the, to the, um, yeah, you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna kind of retrace the steps that he's aware of. So he's gonna follow the guy's, the direction the guy was running, and he's just gonna try to note, see if he sees anything suspicious, like, you know, knocked over, any signs that he could use to follow it, like signs that are bent, or like obvious big cracks in, in the ground, or... Okay, before you do that, there is a beep from your phone. You are now being followed by Liam on Instagram. Ah, cool, okay. Ball for follow, not bad. Yeah, I mean, Instagram <clears throat> respect, that's how it works. Mm -hmm. But um, you begin retracing your steps, and uh, there are a lot of construction crews like at work on fixing up different parts of the city, so it looks like if he left behind any evidence or a trail, like it's gone pretty much, and it also looks like you're guessing that when he turned back, in, in, when he turned into a human form, according to the video, that's when he stopped leaving a trail of destruction, and basically, he was just hoping to, you know, um, obscure uh, any trail that he left behind. Okay, well, I'll, I'll check to see if there's any, like, convenient alleys he would have run into. And if not, then mm. I'll then I'll, and I'll have Mr. Medium kind of, like, canvas the area to be like, Hey, do you see, like, a weird naked guy? Just feel like that's Can like anyone come through here asking about your clothes or boots and your motorcycle? Yeah. Yeah, because like if he if there is just like a convenient alley, then he'll just assume that he'll they ducked into that. If not, he'll like kind of go through. Uh, he'll talk to people around in the area to be like, "Hey, did you see like a weird naked guy?" Yeah, um, you do find the convenient alley that he was looking at in the video. Okay, then yeah, Mr. Medium will head back to the to the uh, to mm. the base then. All right, but uh, it do it does look like you've gained a little bit of a lead in that you now know what this guy looks like when he goes human mode. Assuming, assuming that's his only human form, but yeah. Mm. All right. Look, and... You get the one human mode. You don't want to go through the problem of having to find another one. You got to figure out, like, tailoring the... It's really just a problem. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.